and gentlemen, welcome back to A Hoops Journey. Uh, you may know the name, you may have forgotten the name, but I think this is going to be a great episode in terms of someone who's BC born and raised, but was kind of ahead of the game in terms of the decisions and choices he made going down south and, and moving forward with basketball, which I'm really looking forward to getting to know more about because um, it's a common and more common thing that we're seeing in the game. And so uh, this gentleman went from, you know, Surrey, BC to Orangeville to Lehigh to Boston College, now representing the Czech national team, has played for the Bandits. Um, my guy Harp and my guy Blake been on me for a long time to get this guy in the show and we've been juggling life and we're looking forward to, we got probably the hottest day of the summer here to, uh, <laughs> to chop it up, but he must have AC cause he's rocking a hoodie while I'm upstairs. I might go, I might go tarps off here. We have none other than Mr. James Karnick with us today. How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you for having me. No worries. How's life? I mean, uh, obviously the pedals have been moving a lot for you in life the last, you know, 730 days or more. You find yourself you find yourself home a little bit with some time to pause and sort of gather. How's that been? Um, saw you recently at a Bandits game and and just doing all that and enjoying a Vancouver summer. How's it been, man? Yeah, it's it's been great. It's been great. Um, it's been uh, a rocky journey for me a little bit recently. I've I've been kind of suffering with a little bit of tendonitis, tendonitis in my left knee that kind of turned into tendinosis. Mm. So I'm kind of on the road to recovery, but it's pushing myself to still get better while still giving my body time to rest. So that's kind of what I'm doing, but there's a lot of opportunities that kind of taken my way of being spending time with family. And I'm so grateful for that because this is the most time I've been home since 15. So I, and then my mom has a broken foot right now. My dad just tore his hamstring. So I'm kind of having to help around the house. So honestly, I'm a big, everything kind of happens for a reason. So I'm really grateful for this time. You know, it's frustrating that, I'm having to kind of deal with this, but I know my knee's healthy. I just have to take the time to rest. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a great time being home. No rain this summer, so I can't complain. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I know I haven't been home for a full summer a long time, but I do not remember them being like this. So I'm really grateful for that as well. Yeah, no, it's it's uh the last couple summers have been hot, man. And yeah. Um the knee. So what have you been doing? Can you ride the bike? Just lots of yoga stretching? Like what are we just sort of shutting it down for a little bit until it's rebuilt or what what's happening with that? I can give you a little bit of a, you know, a little insider, but day to day uh, thing. So usually I start my days with like 35 to hour, depending on how I feel like stretching session with like rolling, um, like activation and stuff like that. Uh, In the gym and stuff, I try to do rare, a lot of uh, eccentric stuff, a lot of like Spanish squats, um, because since it's tenosis, when you kind of do repetitive motions, even little bits of repetitive motions, the tenosis come back like that. And that's my, my issue is I keep on having these coaches and like either national team or professional teams hit me up. I'm like, dang, I really can't avoid this. So I go there and then tenosis comes back right like that. So right now I'm just going to try to let it fully heal and then I'll be uh, back and get, get recovered. But so yeah, I usually do that. And then I've been trying to do a lot of swimming workouts. Um, but even swimming, man, like pushing off from side to side, that will kind of get it. Because I mean, I, I swim for like 35 minutes, so 35 minutes of pushing, pushing, pushing. It's equivalent to like, I don't know, like 60, 70 jumps. So mm-hmm. now I'm having to swim with pushing off with my right leg um, just to do it. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about it. And then I, you know, do stim and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been a rocky. Like I still try to get some form shots every now and then, but I'm itching. I'm itching to play <laughs> basketball again and just getting myself into game shape. I know it's going to be terrible, but I don't know. Some there's like a fire in me that's just going to love like just breaking my body down and just you know sprints, getting feeling ready to throw up. I don't know. I, I I'm excited <laughs> for that. It's been too long, so. Well, it's funny, right? When you're you're in a profession where you're relying on your body, right? And then your body isn't reacting the way you want. How do you maintain like a positive focus and outlook? I mean, I'm sure there's ups and downs. I'm sure you wake yes. up in the morning some days feeling super sorry for yourself. And then something happens that maybe turns that around. But overall, like, how do you manage an even keel and perspective knowing that your body will recover? Yeah, man, it's it's you're you nailed it right on the head. It's it's a lot of up and downs. Um I just have to be grateful that like my injury is not something that needs a surgery. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I've, I've dealt with this for two years and it affected my whole last season, you know, cause I kept on trying to recover it and they said, okay, just take two weeks and tendonitis should be gone in two weeks. And I take two yeah. weeks and it feels better, but then I play again. So it comes right back cause it's tendinosis. Um, so there's a lot of up and downs. Um, luckily I've have some really great strong support and I've, I have a really blessed life. So there's, there's not too much outside factors that also bring me down. It's just more, you know, mm-hmm. me not being able to be where I'm at with basketball. But, um, you know, I, I've done a lot of side things too, that like people would be like, wow, like this is amazing that I'm starting to do. Um, like uh, I, I just got into acting. I did my first professional gig. Let's go. Um, on the ninth. So, you know, I'm going to be like an actor now too as well, which is wild. Um, How to go. It, it went well. It went well. Yeah. I'm not sure Dope. what too many details because this is probably going to get released sure. before the TV show gets released. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to like post or anything about it. So, I, I think I'm allowed to say that I, I did filming, but I can't say for what. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I did that. And then now, you know, I'm starting to, I decided to kind of do like a little tip series uh, that I've been kind of working on. I'm going to start releasing episodes like every other day just to kind of help young hoopers because I always get DMs like, hey, how can I do this? How can I do that? Nice. Um, so I'm just trying to find things to kind of keep myself busy. But on those days, you're right. There are those days where, you know, you just have this itching to just go and do the things that you love to do. And it's just, nope, you can't do it. And then it's yeah, just, yeah. it, it kind of hits hard. So, yeah. yeah. I think you got to listen to your body and and knowing that like, when you're like someone like yourself, who's been hooping for so long and you understand the process and the grind of it, that eventually you'll get there. And the, like you say, the last thing you want to have happen is sort of make progression and then let's get back out there and then sort of, you know, money's on the line, career's on the line. So you got to make sure you're in a good spot. So good. Appreciate that reflection. That's cool that you're doing those um, those things for the young kids, I think, because it's one thing I find myself, you know, I'm 45, still coaching and teaching, but the game has evolved so much in my span and my from my playing days to now coaching. And so young people like yourself is still considered young for the record, but are, <laughs> sti- but are still in it. I think those kids need it. Right. And I think it's cool that you are someone who's there and they can, can reach out and contact you. Right. I didn't have those people. It was like yeah. just the guys that I hooped with, there was no IG or whatever. Like, you know, you can't email a pro and say, Hey, tell me about foam rolling, you know? So good for you, man. That's a fun little yeah. project. And I think, one thing I'm always impressed with pro athletes is they always find a way, you know, it's like, I'm going to use my brain space to do something. Cause if I sit here, I'm going to go crazy. Right. And when you're used to that lifestyle, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially, yeah, man. Like I almost started getting into learning the guitar, but you know, I don't want to push it that far. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I, 
it's something that I really appreciate because I do want to do one correction of my journey too. Before mm. I actually went to Orangeville and all that stuff, I actually at 15 years old. I left. That's what I want to get into. You're beat. And I, You're went, beat. I left home. Yeah. Okay. Let's ready. go. Let's get into it. I yeah. Left home this and I went ready. to San Diego. I went to oh. San Diego at a prep school called Balboa Prep. Oh yeah. And that was a very tough experience. Um, but it's something I. Time out. Time out. Time out. Okay. Why at 15? Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Basketball obviously becomes the sport that you're drawn to, you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're obviously feeling like there's going to be some success down the road. I mean, no one just jumps to San Diego, but why at 15 years old? I mean, you got a nice looking beard now, but 15, <laughs> you're still trying to grow armpit hair, man. Oh, so yeah. let's talk about that and, and why you made that decision and choice um, and what that was all about. Well, this is all going to come full circle with what I was going to be Perfect. saying. Yeah. Is, so when I was home, there was very, very little resources of what I could use to get better. I mean, mm-hmm. still when I'm home, luckily I have a little bit more pull with some things so I can get some high school gyms every now and then. But man, like I can maybe when I was 15, 16, I can maybe get into the rec center here two times a week to play basketball. Wasn't it crazy? And so as a person who's really serious about that, like <laughs> with my tips that I'm going to be releasing, I'm thinking you got to go daily, even just for like 30 minutes. If you mm-hmm. want to be serious about basketball, you got to go daily. Just get that consistency. Just get that feeling of the ball daily. You know what I mean? Just the, if, it's almost be therapeutic for you. But mm-hmm. when I was 15 and still kind of now, like it, I'll probably struggle or I'll have to pay a decent chunk of change to get hoop access daily. Isn't that wild? And then exactly. these public schools, I mean, I, I teach at a private school, so I'm lucky. Dawes, mm. is, Dawes is my guy. Dawes texts mm. me when he's in town. I open the gym for him, right? I'm just lucky to be in that situation. But I've got friends that work in public schools. Like they shut down for six weeks. No one, no one's allowed in. It's like, what are we doing That's here? Just those, yeah. There's thousands of kids in the lower mainland that could just be in gyms hooping with a coach there, not just left to themselves, not a free for all. Like no one's going to be running around the school breaking in. They just want to hoop. Yeah. And like you say, you're a pro athlete and you got to pay like a $9 drop in fee to go get a workout in. It's buck wild. Anyways, and that's and my, I don't even get that's my rant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you got a side three on three game. Yeah. Exactly. There might be some random kid just hucking granny shots. Yeah. So I'm just get hit in the ball, you know, hit in the head with the ball. Because some guy just, that's actually happened to me. I got hit in the head by this one person twice because they're shooting air balls while I'm trying to do my workout. Yeah. So, like, that, that's like, like, yeah, usually now I'm able to get my own gym access. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so going back, so I went to San Diego. Because I had the opportunity to, and I just thought it was the best opportunity. They had DeAndre Ayton on the team. So, you know, he was always already recognized as a, a number one player for his, for his year, for his class. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, if I can kind of do this and have success this, it's, you know, a lot of these kids are going Division One. I'll have the, the juice, right? Mm-hmm. In retrospect, going there. Did actually nothing for my career rather than actually disciplining me. Like mm-hmm. I essentially went through a, a military camp with less regulations. Like that coach, I could write a book. I think I could literally open a lawsuit against him and I could write a book about it. Like it was, I would not recommend <laughs> that program to anybody. And this, this program is still functional. I think a kid actually recently from Surrey 
committed there and it's still the same coach. So I'm a little hesitant, but I think they might have changed their ways because I came there relatively when I was newer. But I almost want to hit this kid up and be like, hey, like this might not be what you're you're expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. I was out here boxing my teammates because that's how my coach was resolving things. Like nice. Like just it, it was not not a healthy environment. Um, but so I went to there, and that's why I'm starting to open up these tips things because I want to be able to give players the tools, the guidance, and just kind of the know-how in BC or just even their little communities that they can improve and get better and get this next level kind of insider information Mm -hmm. without having to leave home like I did. Because there are a lot of talented basketball players I see all over the world. Mm -hmm. The three things that usually kind of happen, three, two, I don't know, they usually don't have the commitment to it. So they don't want, they're not willing to make the sacrifices that other people are willing to make to get their spot. Cause if you're not going to get, take that spot, somebody else is going to take their spot and they're going to move up the ranks. Mm-hmm. Don't really have the know-how. I didn't really know how to do a right workouts, like how to consistently improve by myself until my second year in college. Thankfully for Harp, because Harp every day when we work out, he's like, this is our routine. This is what we're going to do. So I was like, oh, thanks. I'm just going to take that routine. Do it when I'm in college, right? Mm-hmm. I was able to get tremendously better, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know that before. I was just kind of, my routine was like, huh, I think I really want to work on get dunking today. So I'll just try to keep on dunking, seeing how high I get. <laughs> so I'm, oh, maybe I'll just, I want to work on my shots. So maybe I'll just kind of shoot around. That's I'll do it. No, 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 no. Like if you want to get better, you, I'm going to shoot this many from this spot, this spot, this spot, this spot. I want this percentage. I, if it feels bad, like now I do it. If the shot feels like it comes off, even if it goes in, I don't count the shot. You know, like mm-hmm. it, there's so many kind of factors. So like, I want 10 swishes that feel right from this spot. And I don't have this many attempts, right? Like, and then you kind of develop a routine and you kind of take it. Right. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you tell, talk to kids. All right. You put them in and give them a gym access to themselves. Take yourself through a workout. They're going to be all over the place. Right. I'm out here. Like I have a structured warm up routine that I do every time. I like that also helps me get better because I add ball handling with my warm up while I'm stretching. Right. So it's kill two, two birds, and one stone. And there's all these kind of things. Right. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to kind of give that to where kids, wherever they are, because I didn't have that. And so, yeah, so that's why I went to San Diego and that's why now I'm opening up these tips things, but retrospect mm-hmm. didn't really help me. They didn't discipline me in, in basketball wise. They just made me more resilient. Cause you know, like there is out here, they would literally run you until somebody's going to quit the team. Mm. So somebody's leaving the team, you know, like it was, it was brutal. I'm talking like I've had, I've been in practices where people had to fake injuries because they, they, they want to still have their pride. So they say, Oh, I was hurt. That's why, I, that's why I left. And like, it wasn't because I quit. You know, I mean, like it's, it's, but we're talking like, we're not talking men. We're talking kids like 16 years old, 15 years old. I'm out here going, I get clothesline. My nose is bleeding. This is my go-to story right here, by the way. Yeah. I get clotheslined. My nose is bleeding because I went and covered my face. Cause I just got clotheslined. My, my coach said, why don't you finish that? You're supposed to finish that. You know what? Give me one, two, give me three suicides on the sideline all under 28 seconds. With a gushing nose, there was so much blood on the floor. They had to shut down the gym after our practice was over. The girl opened the door and saw all this blood. It was horrified. And so I had a whole sweat stain of blood 
all in my shirt. I remember I was wiping my face. I just saw all this blood. Like this was not a healthy environment at all. Like I, I, I took me like three, four years to kind of get over a healthy view of basketball. I couldn't view mm-hmm. basketball as funny anymore. It was, it, was, it was a job. It was business because mm-hmm. this guy was getting paid lots of money to have a successful prep school team. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, but now I, I'm resilient as heck. Like I can, I can think you can put me through any basketball workout. Yeah. I might be unshaped to do it, but like, I tell you, I won't give up. There's, right. I've been in so many circumstances where I should have given up, you know, mm-hmm. every, everything was pointed to the door to, to give me up. Like I was, I was, I joined late to the team. So the coach was trying to test just me. Everybody was, everybody was already conditioned and all that stuff. So he's trying to test me. He wanted me to give up. I think maybe he had another player. I don't know. Or maybe he's just trying to see how resilient I was, but he mm-hmm. literally, there's times where he just singled me out and I was just running in front of the whole team. And there's a lot of practice. It wasn't because I was a bad kid or anything. I think it's just because I joined late and then, you know, I didn't understand the drill. And so he's like, what do you, you got to run for not understanding. Like, I just came here. I've been here for two weeks, you know? So <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, it made me resilient. So that's something I, I value from that, but I would not wish that for anybody. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was, that was a big part in step one of my journey. And that's when I kind of realized that like I had to take basketball seriously. And then after that 15, I started going to prep school route and I kind of bounced all over. I did BC prep. Mm-hmm. At home, the first year doing that program, that was a whole story in itself. And then I did Orangeville and Orangeville because I was one of their guys. You know, I got I was full ride there and stuff. I got treated like amazing there. So mm-hmm. I, they <laughs> saw both both ends, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you are one of their players, they will take very good care of you. They they will make sure that you know anything, even though there were some. Favoritism over the Athlete Institute team, over our team, even though our team was undefeated in Canada, uh, just because there were some characters on the Athlete Institute team that were high prospected and stuff like that, but they were all head cases. Um, we still got treated decently well. They got treated royalty, but we got treated well. So, What can we say about the people at Parkside, especially our guy, Sam Payne, a huge supporter of basketball in our community, The gentleman does many things behind the scenes that people don't know about. And one of those is supporting our podcast from literally day one. Sam reached out to us and said, hey, I like what you're doing. How do we get involved? And what you can do is find them at any local government store or come down to the brewery, sit on the patio, sit in the back, listen to the music, come for music trivia night, whatever it is, the wide variety of beer that they offer is second to none and Port Moody in the Brewers Row is a great place to be we are so appreciative of Parkside Brewery we can't even say it in enough words head down we hope to see you Parkside and if you can't find a way to support because they do a lot for us cheers so after that experience in San Diego um why did you like was there a consideration to stay home like it must have been tough right because it's like how do i know the next situation is going to work out for me after going through that what did you do more research was there a different connection for you like how did you know that taking the next step to another prep school would be okay for you yeah so, i mean that's a lot to go through at a young age yeah man i mean there's even some consideration like should i quit you know like because mm. um 
I believe that this is what everybody's doing. I can tell you, I've been a part of many prep schools, like in the U.S. to like even sign on practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not doing what we were doing, you know. <laughs> so, but I thought this is what all American teams are doing, and this is how NBA players are made, right? So I thought, you know, am I able to do this for another ten years? This is what yeah. NBA practice are going to be like, right? They're going to elbow me in the face and then expect me to run through a broken nose, right? Mm. Um, so there was a little bit, but luckily I I was able to kind of persevere through that. And I think that's why I went to BC prep. Um, I almost went to um, Holy Cross, almost went to semi. Um, then Doug Dowell, who was the one that sent me over to San Diego, uh, said he's opening up a prep school in BC, which was his own other show. But since it's somebody I knew, and it's like in Canada, I'm still staying from home. Sure. There's so many factors that like, I just felt more protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, man, this, this is no problem. I'm still staying at home and I get to travel around and like, let's do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was, that was good. It had its different difficulties. It wasn't a physical difficulty. It was more a mental difficulty. I had to drive an hour and 15 minutes to school every day after just getting my license. You know yeah. what that does? So it was probably three hours of driving. On yeah. probably a month of driving experience. <laughs> what that results in? Three yeah. accidents. That's no, what really <laughs> three accidents over the course of the year. So I had my own struggles with that. So yeah, that was a whole nother thing. And then, you know, coach ended up being fired, a different coach ended up being fired because Doug wasn't the coach. And then like tournaments getting canceled. Man, we were playing tournaments with five people. Five people like I think I, I think I teed out one game. No we, way. They were on the floor with four people, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so like, this is some of the things I had to do with, but luckily when I played against Orangeville prep with that prep school, I, I think I scored like 38 points. Like mm. this kid's Canadian, like we got to get him for his team next year. And so, yeah. Um, so that was, that was really good for me. You know, it's kind of like, like you kind of said, everything happens for a reason. I think my path has been so just stitched. Like, every little thing challenges me. Like, I mean, Orangeville as it was a blessing, but it challenged me in a different way as well. Like, mm-hmm. shoot, like I, I, I had to figure out how to successfully like work through injuries and kind of stuff. And like, I had some back problems that I was dealing with in Orangeville and just like kind of navigating that while still being able to perform. It was this whole another thing. So my mm-hmm. performance Orangeville wasn't the way I wanted it to be, but I, I luckily still was able to kind of, get some division one coaches attention and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Let's talk crazy about crazy. that. I, you know, <laughs> look, looking at you, this is crazy, but uh, like looking at you, obviously, you know how to take care of your body. When did you start really like having a passion for the weight room and sort of training? And then you're at Orangeville. Um, talk about that process of starting to get looks and how you figure out and navigate your way to, to, to post-secondary. Um, yeah. I know the, the thing out here and all that effort, right? I know Joe Envelton was a part of that. I remember he coached that for that might have been the same time. I don't know. He yeah, was he was talking about, yeah, he was like, We I saw him at one of our tournaments. He said, Yeah, we just finished a weekend. We had five guys, you know, because some of the kids got kicked out of school and just sort of like yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that is such a messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're asking me kind of a little bit about the Orangeville process and uh yeah. recruiting. So yeah, I started getting some attention after is this your junior year this would be technically my grade 13 
Okay. So um, I started getting some attention AU grade 12. Because, um, you know, everybody in the States was reclassifying. So I thought, okay, that's the best thing to do, right? And so I started getting some attention. My grade 12, I played with Dream Vision. Amazing experience there. Whole, you talk about this thing was like funded by some billionaire. They would food, all this stuff, shoes, gear. They were hooking it up at Dream Vision. I, I, I had a great experience at Dream Vision. <laughs> um, they just, I don't think they know how to run a successful team, but the people and character, I will never say anything bad about the, the people there. I just, they kept on bringing new people and, and cutting everybody's minutes to like 20 minutes. And like when you have new people, it just didn't work well. But I started mm. getting one intention for Dream Vision because mainly not because I'm skilled or anything, mainly because coaches love how hard I ran the floor and how hard I rebounded. And they said, you know what? This is the type of guy we could cultivate into a Division One player. That's what we like. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I was like one of the more successful players that came from that team too. And they had some, you know, good names. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I had that. And um, then I got, I was planning on going to Holy Cross or Semi actually. You know, just staying home. You know, maybe this basketball thing isn't um going to be the way I thought it was going to be maybe I'll have to play CIS UBC whatever mm-hmm. then um yeah cuz the coaches I got calls from like they were interested but not yeah so then I uh I got a phone call late in the summer probably like August 1st <laughs> from one of my to this day favorite coaches coach Nate Johnson and I remember him just saying, hey, buddy, uh, Coach Johnson here, Orangeville Prep. Uh, we kind of saw a little bit of what you had in Alaska in that tournament. And we were really impressed. And we want to bring you for our starting spot here, full ride scholarship. You don't got to pay a dime. Um, you're going to be one of our guys. We'll take care of you. And we're really interested. We, we don't really think we have too many solid options. And so, you know, you're our number one guy. What do you kind of think about that? I remember I just got out of the shower too. So I'm just like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm not ready for like this serious, like long conversation too. I'm curious. Uh-oh. Let me cut you off. Who who are the people that you're leaning on through all these decisions, right? These are a lot of things to go through at some young age. Mm-hmm. Is it just kind of the family network and sort of what do we think? Is it you and your own little brain? Like what? Myself how, how, and I. Me damn. Myself and I. I mean, even through my division one process, so your parents uh, were just like, we'll support you in whatever you choose. We're we on your back. Yeah. Amazing. They, they financially, they helped me out like flights and stuff like that. Cause I think I, if, if for Orangeville, if they really wanted to fly me out, like if they really wanted me, they would have flown me out, but I would have not gotten any return flight back until the season was over. So no Christmas, anything. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, they, my mom drove me to so many practice and stuff, but no, for decisions, it's me, myself. And I, that, that's, and that's what I'm trying to be for these kids talking about these tip things. Really, unfortunately, I, I truly believe, man, if I had just a little bit of a person at an early age mm-hmm. that had some basketball knowledge or direction, I would, man, I'd be NBA for sure. I mm. would bet my life on that. I'm sorry. Like, Mm-mm. because I gone to where I have been with literally like the that's amount why. That's why I asked. That's why I asked. I'm like, because usually there, because usually there is someone like you know we're 114 episodes in, and then most like 95 percent of the people have mentioned someone 
that's been a mentor helped them make these decisions, which is why I asked, because you haven't mentioned anyone yet. I'm like, damn, like, I know how dumb I was when I was 15, 16. Like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. So I would get opportunities and I would pretty much just run it by my parents and say, hey, I think this is a good opportunity. And they'd be like, you know what? That's what you want to do. Let's do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they would definitely, you know, give their, their opinion, like being like, yeah, I think this is a really good opportunity for you guys scholarship and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when it came to prep schools, like, especially Orangeville, I don't think my mom wanted me to leave to Orangeville. Mm. I'm like, like, this is a big time program. Like she's like, well, let's just stay home. Like, uh, like she started hearing, like I started opening up to some of the things that happened at, um, Balboa and she did not, she like, she's still like, is like gut wrenched when she, I still tell her some stories. Cause some stories will just pop up to my head. Cause my host family was not feeding me either there. It was, it was crazy. Uh, literally, like I said, I could write a whole book about that open a lawsuit, but we won't get into that. <laughs> but, uh, the, so I think everyone heard that part, but <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, so, um, when it came to that, like, I just, yeah, like I still had the passion for it. I still kind of had the drive and I don't know why I still, I had belief I could do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I said, like, I feel stubborn, like stubborn, huh? Stubborn, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> just really driven that that's honestly, it wasn't talent that got me where it was just straight drive. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, that's what division one coaches saw. They just saw how hard I played and that's what I'm trying to tell kids. And that's why I'm, I'm going to make a new video soon about tips. It's just like, it's not really, they're not looking to see how many times you put the ball between your leg and step back and shoot it. They're not really looking for that. They're looking at how hard this player can play. Yeah. It'll be some teams if they want their all-star player. Yeah. That's what they want, but sure. Guarantee there's there's this many teams in the league, and there's probably only like a few couple teams that want players that play like that, right? Hundred percent. I mean, um, you, you going through all these experiences, how many dudes did you come across that were just like you? It's like what separates that, you know? Like how it's got to be, you know, you got to find something in terms of your your play, right? Not everybody's going to be the ball handling superstar, so you know, yeah. yeah. And there's too many, and what I. Like I got this from my dad. My dad's went to the Olympics for judo. Um, Damn, he's just a head down. Knows like like man. Like he, he's frustrated <laughs> with something. He literally just start headbutting it. Like you know what I mean. Like, oh. <laughs> so so um, I really got this like really gritty. I don't want to make this face because it's just how I feel inside. But mm-hmm. <laughs> just to get this gritty like nose down grindstone attitude from my dad, I think. And that's how it'd be like, you know, like I would literally get elbowed in faces and like, you know, some people go, Oh, oh ref. Oh, right. No, I'm just like, mm. oh, he almost makes me play hard. I'm like this hit me in the face. Okay. I'll get you back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I think as a big man, that's what they love. Like that kind of psycho Dennis Rodman style, right? Like, yeah, you gotta be, if you want to be a successful big man, you gotta have a little psycho to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can quote me on that. Uh, but <laughs> it's so, so I think that's kind of what helped me out there is I, I just kind of this gritty, just relentless drive that mm-hmm. through all the adversity that I kind of came through in my career allowed me not to give up. You know, my my dad always kind of tells stories of me as a kid that I was kind of just always relentlessly just doing my things, right? Whether it was wrestling with him or whatever. But um, so, yeah, but like I said, I, I really want to be able to, I think there's a lot of talents and I think people just need some influence and positive to to get where they were because like i said i've been was kind of sad myself that i know i could have done these i, I still will i you can mm-hmm. I, I know i will be able to do this but i just kind of put my timeline back mm-hmm. um 
because I didn't really have the guidance that I think I need basketball wise. Otherwise, right. I don't try to say I don't feel bad for me. I had amazing family and stuff like that, but just I didn't have basketball mentor. And so honestly, that's why I value Harp so much because he really helped change my career the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at basketball and stuff. So that's dope. So um, um, I agree. And I think it's that you know, you've you didn't play BC high school ball, but you're from here. So you've seen it. And so I think we're in this place right now, being a high school coach who's a little longer in the tooth, not sounding like an old head or grumpy, but it's like with the club system, you know, where, who are the mentors? Is it the high school coach? Is it the, is it the guy you're playing club for, but you're paying to play club? So, you know, like it's, it's this weird murky area. And I feel like a lot of us that have been blessed to have enough talent to play the game at the next level. Um, and even if not, but just have the knowledge it's pay it forward, man. Who are the people that you can look out for, right? Someone did it for you time to do it for someone else, you know, and genuinely right from a good place where you're coming from now, because Mm -hmm. you didn't have that. And sort of just like, now I just, if it just, if I can connect with one kid that sends me a DM, Hey, how do you do this? And he contacts you in six months. like, Hey, the 30 minute stretching routine changed my life. Boom. Right. So I just think we're in a, we're in a weird place in BC because it's come on so fast in terms of that club system. And now it's just like one parents navigating, where do I send my kid Two, am I getting my money's worth? And three, who are those mentors when he's 17 or she's 17 or 18 that I can fall back on for advice. Right. So you're making good points, man. And it's good for you. I appreciate you sharing, you know, an authentic experience. You're being very real, which is good and important because people need to hear it. Yeah. So AU here is just such a, Travesty. I think in the U.S., like you really are playing with people like AU programs are almost like the top players of all your high school teams mm-hmm. together a team because those are the ones that are usually serious about. Like, you know, there's also or there's some teams that just are high school teams put together here. Like it's so monetarily based. I I hate I I I talk bad about them a lot, but like I try not to. But like if you have like thirty teams drive you're not going to really be able to give each single player the the care that they need right and so and the thing that i hate is i'm starting to work with uh johnson hugh he's an assistant coach for semi and he's yeah. trying to do great things for players for free he said hey invite here i just want to do this you know how much backlash i had a meeting with him because i'm trying to like you know collaborate with him a little bit i had a meeting with him, he's like you know how much backlash i had from other coaches like aau people would be like why the, are you stealing our, 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 our players, all this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. well, he's like, I'm not even opening up a club. I'm just trying to teach these kids how to be resent, like presentable gentlemen and play mm-hmm. respectfully for free. I'm not mm-hmm. even charging them. And there were still people. And then they start getting their parents here. This guy's a bad guy. He's not below. And so the parents are like, Hey, maybe you don't go there. It's like, so you're going to go to the guy who's charging you a thousand bucks to do this when this guy's giving me free and he's being, you know what I mean? So, and that's why I think we're going back to high school in AU. That's why I think Lefergy and Lefergy, I'm going to have to give him a little shout out. He did such a great thing for semi kids. And it's unfortunate that we kind of went down, but mm. he won. I, 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 cause he would always invite me. I never even played for him. <laughs> even after I was in high school, he still invited me to help get better. But he's like, Hey, if you don't mind just saying some words to my kids, like he really truly cared about those boys. Like he did so many great things opening up the gym took so many hours out of his life that wasn't even necessary. Like he literally went above and beyond for those kids. And it's kind of, it's tragedy what happened, but he, he did all this stuff and look, look at the success they had. 
no offense, but like I've, I played with some of these guys. They weren't the most talented players, but because mm-hmm. they kind of got in every single day, they were able to develop into the players that they are. And he taught them how to be presentable and respectful people. And bam, like they're having success. It's, it's not a shocker to me. Like mm-hmm. work with these kids year round in the summer, like shoot, probably right now they're probably putting up shots. You know what I mean? Like tell me what hi- other high schools are doing that. Again, you have a school where it matters and the principal says, sure, you can have the gym. We've developed right. trust, right? Like, and uh, my buddy Colin Plum's there now too. And he's been following the lead and just, I, he even texted me the other day, no lie, not making this up. Hey, do you want to, and I just, I had something going on. It was Friday morning. He's like, we're doing a session from nine to 12. Do you want to come speak to the kids? So there you go. It's been passed down already. Right. And all four zero in the wallet. Right. Um, I, I hear you. I hear like the stuff that I'm doing, like, it's really luckily I'm from a place where I don't really need to focus on the monetary thing. Mm -hmm. I honestly, like, I really just want to help because I don't want people to be put through the situation. And I think that's just the way to do it. But my only issue with this is moving forward is I don't want, because there's programs out there that'll do this. They'll take credit for doing the benefits that they did on these kids. And next, you know, it's just bringing more dollars to them. Right. And then they're not even teaching these kids good habits. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I, I hate to say this, but if you look at a lot of the drive players that went to vision one, a lot of them didn't stay in the program for more than two years. They transferred, transferred, transferred because they were not ever happy and satisfied because guess what? These division one coaches are going to put some reins on you and they're not going to let you go do all these things. Right. That's how basketball is. You shouldn't be a big man going between, 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 Fading for the three air ball, right? Like, no, you're going to have some structure to the team. But if you're not able to play with structure because you never was taught how to play structure or I remember even Jaden Kohey talking talking about when he went to college, he didn't even know how to do a pocket pass. Mm. I can tell you, RBL, we were working that when we were eight. Mm-hmm. A pocket pass. And Blake literally said, we're going to teach you how to do a pocket pass, right? Why did this guy literally get division one and didn't know what a pocket pass was? Mm-hmm. Right? You asked Gene. I remember him talking about this. I follow him on IG. Like I remember him talking about like he didn't know how to do, properly do a pocket pass and they didn't even know what it was. Right. So I think you have to like focus on these things and not just the monetary, but like that if you're if you're focused on making money, then where your focus is going to be. Okay, let's just get more kids, let's get more money, let's blow up the kids that are successful. Probably not even to yourself, because they probably have parents that have money that hired trainers on the side for these kids. It's not probably not you guys. And so yeah, that's 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 the tough thing. So I just really, I have so much respect, and that's why I think Johnson really learned a lot from Ed. And ten years from now, he's going to be a big name in 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 BC hoops. I really believe it, just because the way he's doing it and the ethics that he has behind it. Mm. Yes, there's going to be some kids and parents that are going to be turned away because they're going to listen to these ears. But when you're that genuine, like eventually it gets through, right? Like hundred uh, percent. Yeah, like, so I, uh, yeah, I think that that's just kind of my view on those things. Sorry, I kind of went off, but I, it's just like, and that's why I'm doing my tips things because it's something I'm really passionate about. Like, I just, I hate kind of seeing these kids kind of just get messed around the loop because that's what happened to me, you know? So, yeah. It's, it's good, man. And I, and I think, cool. and I, I think the thing that speaks to your character is like, you're not coming from a place of anger or you're, you know, trying to get back at anyone. You're like, I'm looking back on my experience. How can I change someone else's? And that's all people are asking for, right? Make the next person better. And and so props to you. And thanks for being candid, man. I mean, everybody has different opinions on it. And I'm, 
I, I'm happy to hear what you have to say, and I appreciate your thoughts and reflections on it. And um, I'm hoping that we can get into a good place with all this stuff because it just has happened so rapidly. Because uh, at the end of the day, when we coach, it should be about the kids, right? You know, you got to put food on your table, whatever you got to do. But are you in it for the right reasons? But even if you're a high school coach and you're getting nothing, like, are you in it so you can win titles and be like, look at me? Or are you in it to develop and have kids create memories, be better people, be respectful when we're on the road, all those things that you've already touched on and, and you've lived it and seen it. So with all that, how did you decide on Lehigh? You know, I mean, obviously those kind of mid like 2011, 12, I believe a couple of tournament appearances, like a, you know, a good program. So how did you come around to making those choices? And, and again, was it just JK figuring it out or how did we go through that? Yeah, he's nodding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom was definitely pushing me to go to Lehigh because the academics, the coach, it was one of the only coaches that was calling my mom and be like, Hey, so like, we really love to have James here. He's a clever, yeah. Man. Yeah. clever man. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, great educational school here. His son will be making good money at it, even if he doesn't play basketball, right? My mom's here. So my mom was definitely pushing me to do that. But um honestly, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I so they had two big men, both injured, like long-term injuries. One guy didn't even never play basketball again, but they they gave their thing. So Lehigh, I remember I was on the phone being like, yeah, like, so I see you guys have a lot of big men on your roster. Like, what are you talking? He's like, he's like, these guys can't even play. He's like, we need you. <laughs> so, unfortunately for them, and I'm really angry still at myself. And this is, this is where you kind of get back to, you know, where I could have been and stuff. We could easily, we were so talented. We should have easily won a championship that year. Mm. didn't me. Because I came into this freshman role, didn't know how to properly work out, didn't have my mind right. I was a head case, you know, if I got foul or like, so I, meditation really helped me with those things. But there you go. Um, so I didn't know how to properly work out. And there were so many times you had this nice guard, pass first, Kron Ross, shout out to Kron, hook me up, James Karnak with the hook shot, bonk, right? I just wasn't playing consistent because I wasn't exercising and training consistently and doing the right things. Right. And so we ended up losing the semifinals, but we were top in the league easily should have won, but mm. just because I couldn't be a reliable person for them. I'm, I'm mad enough to say we, we didn't win a championship actually. Mm. So, but this is the thing I came into as a freshman playing 30 minutes a game. Because we had injured big men. Yeah. And I was a hard, I worked, it's not like I didn't work hard. That's why my coach played me. My coach, you know, he had another guy, Ed Porter. He he was very disciplined. He was very smart about the things, right? He was more consistent than me, but he couldn't yeah. out hustle me, right? And he was like six, seven, six, six. So, like, you know, there's something that you need a big body for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it put me in a situation where I had to take this lot of responsibility, man. There was some dang dang lows in that like there was some times where you know i just feel so terrible because i i wasn't performing the way i wanted to perform but it kind of gave me a retrospect and i met harp that next summer and i was like whoa this is what i gotta do to be successful 
Like, I was mm. like, okay, this is, he kind of gave me the secret. I just got to mm. keep exercising. He taught me some exercises that are some workouts that will kind of improve my handles, improve my rhythm. And honestly, I just did those so consistently that I, I stopped missing those little chippies that, you know, are sometimes like 90%, right? They became 99%. So yeah, mm. I might miss one if I get kind of tapped a little bit, right? That's happened. NBA players miss wide open layups, right? Mm-hmm. But there were some times when I'm wide open, it's like, bonk, get my rebound. Bunk, right? And <laughs> what the hell? Like, yeah. so and those started going away because I was able to kind of exercise consistently. You know what actually started happening? When I started having this 10 days, it started coming back because I wasn't able to work exercise consistently because I was trying to baby my knee. Mm. I was like, man, I'm feeling like freshman James right now because, like, you need that touch. You got to get in the gym consistently. So, VLA High actually was a really good thing for me because it put a lot of responsibility on me. Honestly, responsibility I didn't deserve. Like mm. I wasn't talented enough. They, there's probably a lot of big men that, well, I guess maybe freshmen. I was most, I was qualified for a freshman, but um, that didn't deserve where I got, but I got it because I, I had to injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me approach the game. Like, okay, I'm getting all these minutes. This is ideal situation. Honestly, if I just perform the way I want to perform, what is stopping me from getting where I want to get? Right. Mm. That's really it. Some people have to deal with politics where this guy needs to play 20 minutes and this guy needs to play 20 minutes. So you're not really, that, a little bit of that happened to me at Boston College, right? Like I yeah. killed myself the workouts. I was averaging almost 10 points in 22 minutes. That's yeah, I saw that. Whole game, I'm almost averaging 20 in the ACC. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but we had backups and stuff and he was really talented too. So like we had to play us both, right? And for some reason, they didn't want to put me at the four. So, but at least I had all that given to me. So it really allowed me to approach the game in the way that I should have approached it and be like more mature. And, you know, I started because of that, cut out drinking, cut out girls, you know what I mean? Like I focused, right? Mm-hmm. So it really helped me grow um, and be the where I, to where I was. So I think that that was really good for me as well in my journey. Whatever you're doing right now, listening at work, rolling in your whip, walk, going for a walk, whatever it is. Hang on for a sec. You like jerseys? You like stance socks? You like throwback? You like shoes? You like anything related to basketball? Hit up ATOB Ball. And if you're not able to be there in store at Langley Event Center, check them out on the web. And I guarantee you'll find something you like. Give us a mention and you'll never know. Shout out to our boy Jeff, ATOB Ball for life. Why do you feel like it never clicked before then? Was it just because it was more of a high school scenario? It was a little like lots of games. Like what, what changed there? Just curious. And interesting, I've never heard anyone say like, I was getting the minutes I didn't deserve, but... Oh, you know, I mean, sure. you're you're at least reflecting and knowing like maybe at some point they might not be there. So I better get my, you know what, in a pile here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so um, what clicked was working it with heart because before then, what I would do is I did, had no structure. I said, okay, I'm going to go work out today, but I didn't have a plan of what I was going to work out. So like mm-hmm. literally I do some hook shots. You know, I kind of had some lessons I had from college or coaches, like some things to do, right? But 
it wasn't structured to where I was doing consistently. So like, for instance, if I'm trying to calculate you as a school, right? Mm-hmm. One day you're working on science, one day you're working on math, one day you're doing, mm-hmm. you're constantly separating. You can't really see the improvement. I guess you can say, oh, now I understand this question, but still like I'm trying to do it in a situation where you can't really see the visible improvement because now if next week you go to math, you might forget everything that you learn. You're kind of like, oh, kind of brushing up on it, right? So when you're able to kind of work consistently and doing something, you can kind of see the improvement. Like, oh, these switches are feeling really good. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now I can kind of extend my range, start doing all these things. So it, it allowed me. And so that's what kind of worked with Harp because Harp, every time we got in, we'd start the same way. He might add like one new exercise that we would do, but the baseline of the exercise was the same. And mm. we're doing the side to side thing. So we'd be doom, doom, attack the hoop, right? And my first time I was like, almost tripping over my feet, right? And then by the end of the summer, I was like, boom, 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 right? It was just explosiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could visibly, if we filmed it, you could visibly, I mean, Harp actually filmed me my first day working out. I wonder if he still has that video. I could be night and day from the start of the summer to the end of the summer of mm-hmm. how my coordination, all that was, right? Because I'm doing the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was able to see that, you're able to see the improvements. And now when you've improved upon something and you're so consistent with it, all right, let's see if I can take the ball over and do a reverse, right? Like you're able to kind of change the things. And now, okay, that felt a little bit funky. Let's do like, let's put that in the routine now, right? And now, oh, wow, that's feeling really good. Look, I'm almost 100% doing that, right? Like, so you're able to kind of do that. Before, I never really had that. And I didn't have that guidance of how to properly routine a workout. So I think that that. it's going to be my tip video four or something is, you know, develop (laughs) routines for, for how you exercise because then you can actually monitor how you're improving and i think it's it that's really good for you because then you if, if if something's not improving at all you're like okay i must be doing something wrong either i'm not putting enough arc on my shot or something like that like there's something structurally wrong with this shot so i have to look back into it and see how it is right and there's been times i remember i was doing this one foot like kind of floater off the backboard and just each time it was just way too hard off the backboard just bouncing out like i 20 percent on that shot Mm-hmm. And I was well, okay, maybe it's because I'm not shooting the ball. I'm shooting, throwing the ball more. I have to kind of, it's a floater more. So I have to kind of get it up and soft touch. And next year I started doing that and it, my percentages went up, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, the meat hook, man. Everybody needs a good meat hook down low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, dope. I love it. Awesome. So, so, so good in terms of that. And I, yeah. And like, even at our school, right? See kids working out and it's like, what are you trying to work on today? Are you just here to like, say that you got in at six and you worked for an hour or did you actually produce something, you know, and exactly. that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you so can't f- fault them, you know, you can't really, sure, of course, them. no, just don't know well, any better. I'm getting better. It's like, but are you really, you're just kind of going around. Right. So mm-hmm. now if you've been told what to properly do and then you don't, <laughs> then you can fault them. Right. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure. Uh, so a couple of good years, you know, you're hanging at Lehigh. Why the transfer? Why the move? You go over to Boston College, like you talked about. I mean, your numbers speak loudly. I caught you on ESPN a couple times, you know. And so I think I saw you play against Duke. Um, and and why the move over and transition from there? Um, there was a couple factors. Um, I felt Lehigh didn't have the facilities for me to improve. Like their ice bath was pretty much just a trash can, you know. Like <laughs> so, like. It, it was very evident. So it was that mid-major sort of feel. Yeah. Even less. There's been mid-majors that invest in their sports programs. Got and you. Their, 
almost better than Boston College, actually, I've seen in mid-majors. Sure. But it was so prevalent that Lehigh does not really give a crap about sports. Hmm. Like it, it, it kind of is sad to say, but it really is. We would get money from CJ and it would just get spread out through all the programs. Like it wouldn't even come to us. You know, we had to choose new their new shooting machine or winter coats at, at that program. So obviously we're like, okay, well, we'll get the new shooting machine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is, the, is Lehigh in Ohio? No, it's in Pennsylvania. No. Pennsylvania. So it's still cold. And it's on so a mountain. Need, yeah, you need those. You need <laughs> and it's on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so yeah, it was, it, yeah. So uh, for those freshmen, luckily I had my old winter coats. For those freshmen, it probably was a little cold, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah. Um, so I just decided that like I needed a place that would invest in sports. There was no tutoring services for athletes. Mm. It was literally like the tutoring would go from five to eight. And we typically either have practices five to seven or seven to nine. <laughs> so there was a very small window to get tutoring. And sometimes the tutoring wouldn't even happen. So when you're gone for a week, you need tutoring. No, but like, so Boston College was a good fit for me. Um, one thing that I really liked was that the coach said he got fired, but he said like, I don't care <laughs> what type of player you are right now. We are going to develop you and want you to be this player, right? And they said a player that, you know, is more comfortable with the ball, that shoots and stuff like this. So I thought, okay, that's nice. Cause at Lehigh, I was there's some practice where I had some really good percentages, but my coach was still like, yeah, you know, um, if this under eight seconds in the shot clock, you can shoot the ball. I'm like, but coach, I'm putting so much work into like why can't, but because I developed myself as a person that wasn't shooting the ball, even though I worked a whole summer on shooting, he still didn't really see it, right? Mm. and didn't really work with me at all. Like my coaches weren't working on my shooting. And I knew for me to be, I'm not going to be a back to the bound center in the NBA. I'm going to have to be able to spread the floor. When I get into the NBA, that's, that's what I'll have to do. So I knew that this is shooting me in the foot. Yes. I might put up some numbers, but it's shooting myself in the foot because I'm not going to be in the NBA doing that. So Boston college really kind of gave me the ability to shoot. I still don't know if it was the right move my first year there because the way their COVID protocol was, was so messy. I couldn't even get to the gym. Like that was almost a throwaway year for me too, as was some water players, but like, sure. I mean, Doss was telling me he was, they were getting him in the gym since June. You know, I was Mm -hmm. still locked in here June. Right. So, um, uh, so that, I didn't, they said no really regulations. Like we were interesting. That's interesting. Right. For practice. Yeah. Only That's getting it. there for practice, and they would spray the gym with this soapy crap. The ball was so slippery. Yeah, and I remember just talking. I was like, "Oh no, like we can get in whenever we want." They open up the gym for us, but I'm like, Are "You serious, man?" So like, yeah. I still don't know if that was the right move for me because these more educational schools, they do it more by the books, right? There's more sure. schools, they'll find a way, right? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So interesting. I think that's I don't know, but my last year there with the new coach and less kind of regulations, Coach Grant, I learned a lot from him. So I'm grateful for him. Um, yeah, I wish I could have played more. Uh, I still performed relatively well, but uh, yeah, it, it's a tough call. You never really know, right? Like, hey, well, if I, I mean, went, to, I don't know Arizona State that was offering me and stuff like that. Maybe I would be in the NBA right now. I don't know, but mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's all part of the journey, man. So it's, yeah. But at the end of the day, I had a good experience there. 
learn some valuable things. So yeah. Predicting a pandemic would be tough too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember, this is what my parents thought I was crazy. Talk about you. Who's got any decision? My parents thought I was crazy because during the pandemic, I was like, hey, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to transfer. They're like, and the coach, obviously, you know, my coach is a clever guy. Calls him. Oh, so you got there the, the after like the September after the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Okay, got you. So yeah. my <laughs> coach called my parents. If your son transfers, we will take away his scholarship. He's not welcome back here if no other teams pick him up. <laughs> my mom's just <laughs> stressing out. My dad's just stressing. Like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, guys, I got this. Like those look at my numbers. I was injured, but I came back from my injury. I was still dropping multiple 20 games. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I my ankle. I had a, a, a like grade three ankle sprain, like almost all the ligaments in my ankles were torn. Mm-hmm, like, dude, mm-hmm. The doctor wanted to operate on it. And I was still like, no, no. So I, I was able to come back from that and still playing. Um, that's why COVID actually helped me out a little bit because it gave me more time to recover. Cause I was yeah, like, yeah. everyone on hold my ankle, my, my Achilles was still fat and I was playing on that. Um, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I ended up doing the transfer and then I remember they were like, shouldn't do this. And the second I put my name on the portal, I think I had like 55 calls. Really? I was on the phone all day. I'm like, really? You guys didn't think I'm like, oh, this is Providence right now. Like, you think I should, like, you know what I mean? I had like all these like top schools calling. I'm like, you really think this was in the move? Like, I think it was right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, so I'm, I'm happy with that. It's just so tough to know. I just, what I, what I really did is I waited because there's what Arkansas would do is they would just look up. Everybody's averaging more than 11 points and offer them. <laughs> it, like I, the guy did not watch any of my film. Like he was yeah. the player he was describing was not me. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, you guys are literally just offering me because of my stats. Right. And he looked yeah. at five transfers that year. Oh yeah. And yeah. Like, some like two of the transfers did well the other three sat on the bench right so you know mm-hmm. like um so i was really just kind of put my heels on and just like put put the brakes on sorry and just waited to just see like which teams were calling me frequently and were mm. obviously interested and boston college was one of those teams so yeah nice and so things wrap up there and then it's like you know did you get any workouts with any teams or talk about that process and then sort of you know you're you're becoming a pro now right i mean i'm sure at times maybe playing division one you feel kind of like a pro but you're like actually there's going to be like real bread on the table here talk about those processes and those things yeah so i had a lot of agents hitting me up i was going through this little interview process and this is tough man i had weird agents guarantee me workouts right in retrospect, I I feel like I should have signed with one of them because the second if they didn't, and then the one where I was just like, oh yeah, we'll get you workouts, blah blah blah. But he didn't guarantee me one. Mm-hmm. In his fairness, he mm-hmm. was more like he was more a selling point was this big training camp, which I'm also very grateful for because I learned a lot at this training camp. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of my routines from this training camp, so I'm okay for that because these other agents weren't going to take me through a training camp. <laughs> um, so in high such a wild world to filter through, man. Yeah, in hindsight, yeah, but I ended up not getting any workouts. Um, whatever, like my agent was like, You are out of all the guys, I think you're the most chance. Like, I'll tell this in front of the face. Like, he said that in front of all the guys, like, I believe James has the most chance, blah, blah, blah. Like, he thought I was this guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm all this stuff. So, I was like, Okay, if I'm this guy's guy, like, I'm his number one selling point, I'm going to get a workout. Well, other guys got workouts, I didn't. 
Um, unfortunately. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just blacklisted in the U.S. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they, they love me in Europe. They love me in Europe. But uh, so, so yeah. So I didn't end up getting any workouts, but I did this whole training camp, got myself um, in shape for that. And then by the time the workout window was kind of closing, like two days before it closed, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna get a workout in these next two days. So I signed with the Bandits. I was all in shape for the bandits. My knee, I was having 10 and at that point, but shoot, I still was averaging like 15.4 points a game um, with my knee flaring up. That's, that's the issue. Cause I went straight from my season straight to like training for like, you know, getting ready for NBA. And then I went straight from that to the bandits, straight from bandits, national team, then my pro contract. So mm-hmm. I had no break. And so it's why you're like this, honey. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> it's so um, what was it like playing back in BC? I mean, after all that time, I mean, we had Merrick Classen on the show talking about the same thing, right? Just sort of like leaving home at such a young age. It's like where your roots are, but you never actually get a chance to hoop there, right? Yeah. No, this was this was a dream come true, man. And then I just the way I performed, oh, so happy, man. Just yeah. My, uh, my grandma, who actually uh, passed away, she was not looking too great. Mm-hmm. She, I don't think she was actually able to um, see any of my games really before that. She might have came to like one Lehigh game, like one of my second year. So sure. she wasn't able to really watch my basketball. She was like a pretty oxygen tank and all this stuff. And she was able to come out to a couple of those games and just having her there and being able to kind of do that with my family just really made me feel connected with my family. So honestly, that's my that's first year. There's nothing I would have, I would trade for that. Honestly. Yeah. Like, Give me an NBA contract right now. I'd, I'd still take that badness here. Just kind of being able to be with my family and stuff like that. That was that was very valuable to me. If you're a basketball player out there in the lower mainland or uh, BC in general, and you're looking for somewhere to play, we have a proud sponsor, and that is PGC Hoops. You can find them at pgchoops.ca. And the thing that makes them unique and that we're proud to sponsor them and then be a sponsor of us is it's a true nonprofit basketball organization found in the east side of Vancouver. The mission is cost-effective elite basketball for all. Find the website, take a look, register your kids, register yourself, look for the programs. And if you have any questions, reach out to me and we can contact you with the right people. This is a good program for the right reasons. We appreciate you, PGC Basketball. That's dope. I love that. I love that. And also kind of like in the back of your mind too, probably a little bit of like, y'all remember me? You know what I mean? Because like you are a BC boy, but like you made choices to move. So it's like, hey, still here, you know? So I think it's... uh, I don't think they did remember me. I'm like... Yeah. Man, like I had kids. This guy from Iceland, or where's he from? Yeah, he's where are you from? I'm like, I'm from here. I'm a local. Like, yeah. I remember remember my mom was pissed (laughs) because they had like those Tamanoist boys that signed onto the team, and they got all this news preference. Like she was talking to me about it, like in May, and she's like, "You're like averaging one of the best out of big men in the league, and no news station is picking you up." Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I'm kind of used to it at this point. She's like, Yeah, but like, why do you think that is? I was like, I really could tell you. No. Like, yeah. So like I got <laughs> no recognition for that. And I was like, man, like, I'm not trying to toot my own turn, but I was kind of 
dominating that league besides my last two games, which the reason why my last two games I didn't perform is because I wanted to go join the Czech national team and the yeah. team was good. they weren't letting me go. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're like, Hey, like we have some tight connections, you know, you don't want to be in bad books with us. And I was like, really, you guys going to do this to me? Like you're doing yeah. really great for yourself thus far. Like I wouldn't want to end on bad terms. I'm like this is how you guys are going to do this. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what I've been dreamed about. Like, so I honestly, I wasn't too happy to be there. Yeah. And it is a unique league that way. Right. In terms of like, even like Diego, who is with the bandits and then, you know, he's with them the whole time. And then you Vix now in like the Bahamas or something. So they go, and then other dudes are doing what you wanted to do. It's like, there's national team stuff happening right now. So it's, it is kind of unique in that sense where there's a lot of coming and going. It feels like if teams allow it, right. Which is, yeah. My issue was, um, um, Mike, I liked Mike uh, for our badness coach. I forgot his last name. Shoot, but uh, he uh, he actually had a relationship. He was actually assistant coach for the Czech national team before. Right. Yeah, and he so, was. So since he knew that, he was like kind of calling them, like, "Oh, well, be realistic. Like, how do you see James and stuff?" So since he knew that they were more evaluating me and they weren't mm-hmm. guaranteeing me a spot because they're like, "We want to check the kid out," he was like, "Oh, like." don't bother your time there, blah, blah. Like they still have their, their, their go-to guys that they would have played. But like, realistically, there's this four man that no offense. I feel like I was a lot better than not, not the starting one. Yeah. And so I was like, he, and he played a decent chunk. Cause the other guy, Jan Vesely, he was pretty old. So he's only playing like 25. Yeah. And so I'm like, I could have got like a solid 16, 15, maybe even they pay me a little bit at the center too, like mm-hmm. 20 minutes at a national team level. Like, I'll take that. I don't need to be starting at my age, you know? So for sure. Um, yeah. Mike Taylor, Mike Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. He was in Winnipeg this year. Did yeah. a, I think, I think he might've got actually got coach of the year. He did a good job. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I liked him a lot as a coach. I think his philosophy is really, um, is really good. It's just, yeah, I, he's very good at getting players to do what he wants. I'm sure. So sure. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> one, my, my grandma literally collapsed and, uh, was an emergency and we had a tournament, uh, away tournament to Scarborough and all that stuff, like in two days. And I was like, coach, I, I can't go to that. And he was like, Oh, like, we'll get you out there. I'm like, no, like this is time for my family. I, I got to do this. So like he was yeah. throwing a lot of tools at me to get me to go. And luckily Dylan and, um, Dylan and Oh my goodness. Who was the head coach this year? Kyle Julius. Julius. Thank you, Kyle. They were supportive of me, but Mike was really pushing to get me to go on this trip. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so how did the how did the Czech national team like? How did that all come around? Um, did you get your passport like right away? Like, how did it, they I had come calling you? Like, what is that? Seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my dad, because we always wanted to like you know potentially my brother's living there right now. Did outside. your dad do judo for the Czech or did he do it for Canada? Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. But Dope. when he was in like world championships, yeah. all the Canadian guys were speaking French. So he yeah. was saying, yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the most Canadian thing ever, right? It's like, and so we're he was on. helping the Czech guys to hit on the American and Canadian girls team. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> that story. Um, so, so yeah. But um, yeah. So I ended up, the reason why I got that is my dad made me a little website. He thought like, Hey, like, I, I saw was, that. I saw your little website. Yeah. I was kind of telling him about like what LeVar Balf did for his kids. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. his parents were so involved with 
what their sports and he became kind of a figure himself mm-hmm. that it really like it got those boys to a level that at first I didn't really think they deserved. Like they've obviously put the work, but they got a lot of attention early on. There's a lot of co- high school players that are probably better than them that yep. they were getting more attention than. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the middle one shouldn't have been even a chance at G league or like two way. Like he was not that good, but he still got the chance. Right. Yeah. The name. Yep. So, um, so, uh, Sorry, I'm gonna full go. Um, so yeah. I was just kind of telling him about that story and all that. And uh he he um was like, okay, well, maybe I should kind of get more involved in that. I'm like, if you want to do that, then like feel free to. So he kind of made this website, but from that website, it sells like check Canadian, blah blah blah. They yes. found it from that website. No way. Yes, that's crazy. But you know what's crazy? So I was a first team all-star in provincials for U17 in Canada. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of great things. I haven't even gotten it. I got sorry, I got one invite during COVID yeah. for the Olympic team. Yeah. And then they changed coaches and I was crickets from them. No mm. follow-up, nothing. Mm. Well, I got nothing from Team Canada. I was a first team all-star, no, no like U19 team, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took them just seeing me on the website, being like, oh, maybe we should check this guy out. Oh, I like him. Let's get him down here in Czech Republic. I'm just like, what the? And mind you, Czech Republic beat Canada too. That's crazy. That's why they, they qualified for the Olympics in 2020 because they beat, beat out Canada. And I was like, you know what? You deserve that, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So so now what, man? Like thinking about kind of where your knees at? What's what's next for you? And and what's uh, yeah. what's the best situation for you going forward? Before we have so, some fun questions. Exactly. So I'm gonna. My plan right now is. My knee's feeling really good, but mm-hmm. it's still a little sensitive to the touch. I think that's a little bit of the tendinosis still there. So I'm going to wait till that sensitive to the touch fully resolves. Mm-hmm. Once that kind of gets in, then I'm going to start getting back to the training that I do. Once I do probably about two and a half weeks successfully, I'm going to hit my Asian up, get me back into things. So I can't really tell time frame. I'm yeah. just going to be as patient as it is. Do the things I got to do to get myself healthy. But, you know, so. Well, if you need a gym. Thank you. Burnaby, not too far, man. Not too far. Yeah. We got you. I mean, I'm willing to. I'm willing to make the check out. So I appreciate you. Harper um, Dawes, man. Those are my dogs right there. They, I love it. Dawes so, almost hits me up too much. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. Really? Get me out of <laughs> bed. Get for myself this. Yeah. yeah. That's what I love about Harp. He's like, you should have seen what he was willing to do with me all for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm talking waking up at 6 a.m. with me, then getting back in at 5 p.m. Like, Mm-hmm. Man, I owe that dude so much. Like, we're probably going to do collaborate in the future, and we're going to nice. have a successful thing in the future. I, I know, I, I owe, I owe him that. If that's what he wants to do, I, I'm, I'm down for that. But, um, yeah. but he, uh, so, sorry, where were we at? Where were we at with this? Just getting yourself ready. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Get after up your I, agent. Yeah. So after I kind of get that and hit my agent, I'm, I'm looking probably to play like Leb Gold in Spain. I had a couple offers that I, I had to sadly reject because I didn't want to get put in a team too quickly with my knee. Sure. So I'm going to wait for that. Leb Gold. Whole free from Leb Gold. Uh, I might even try to opt to take like a month contract because I'm I'm confident in myself. So I might mm. try to do like a month contract for ACB or something like that higher level mm-hmm. just to kind of prove myself. And then from that, sky's the limit. So See where we go. that's kind of my, my goal, you know. So I, I have to find one an agent that's willing to kind of willing to do a one month contract because a lot of agents don't want to look for that. They want to just seal guys and, you know, um, but uh, 
So yeah, I'm looking to maybe do like a month contract at a higher team that's willing to kind of just take the chance for a month. And then, um, and then just, yeah, I take it from there. Cause I know once I get, they see my work ethic and all this stuff in my drive, it's a done deal. I think I just need the exposure to be honest. So that's my plan for that. And love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. You ready? Let's go. Okay. What are the, what's, what's the greatest bag of chips out there? Oh, it is ketchup blaze. Sheesh. He came in hot. He's ready. Ketchup blaze. No, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, some dill pickle in there. Okay. You like the tangy. Yeah. Okay. But we're not pushing it with salt and vinegar too much. That's a little bit too much for me. I feel you. I feel you. This ruins the roof no. of the mouth. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> let's stick with ketchup then. Since that was so fast. How do you feel about ketchup on macaroni? A little splash, little splash of ketchup. I'm with and but stir it like in the, there. Yeah, stir it in there. Nothing too crazy. Really but soak it. The ketchup is too much. But yeah, a little splash is good. Okay. Okay. Uh, can it be any seat in the house, best seat, dead or alive. The artist doesn't matter. If you had the opportunity to go to a concert or a few concerts, who would you go see? You can take anybody you want. Gotta go to Drake. Show some Canadian love. Um, okay. Have you seen him before? Have not. Okay. Would love to see Drake. Yeah. Concert um, tickets are crazy these days, yes. too, man. It's like you got to take out a new mortgage just to get a ticket. It's like wild. Yes. Okay, um, Drake. If I could. You said Dead or Alive. Yeah. Um. Big fan of Lincoln Park back in the day. Ah. So, rest uh, in peace. So I, I would probably do Lincoln Park too. So that would probably be my two: Drake and Lincoln Park. Good um, pull. We've never had a Lincoln Park reference. I mean, that's, you're talking about big men being psycho. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get going. You know, like you can't rap makes people soft sometimes, you know, you got like, sure. all yeah. these drugs and stuff. You, you can't be seen about drugs being ready yeah. to play a basketball game. You gotta be ready. Just give it your all. Yeah. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. You've got some quiet time these days. Are you books or are you movies? More TV shows because I like to put something yeah. light on while I stretch and stuff like that. Um, what you got? I, uh, what have I been watching recently? Usually, I just try to do like lighthearted things. So I'll put some Family Guy on. Um, <laughs> watch The Witcher. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I just, every time <laughs> I see something Family Guy related, I die, man. It's, right? it's like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the thing about Family Guy, <laughs> I can be really into stretch and just like hurting myself. And I look. Yeah. And get a quick laugh and then focus back on it. Oh, I yeah. I, I was watching The Witcher. <laughs> okay. You know what that is. Yeah, but I haven't seen is, it, but it's 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 really good. But there's mm-hmm. times you get into it that I, I noticed I just stopped stretching. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, damn, I'm supposed to be stretching right now. So, um, yeah. Um, what else? <laughs> Man, I try to, I try to stay. I, I get into my, my cousin is uh, interning for my dad right now. So I'll get into some Smash Bros. Ultimate oh, game. there you go. That that's kind of like all I do for my free time. Love it, love it. Um, all right, you and four dudes, you're going to the blacktop. Okay, so it's like call your own first to 15, 21, whatever. You can either go like all time guys, like favorite NBA guys. You could go favorite teammates, dudes that you would just roll with. Who's coming to mind? You and four guys or girls, don't matter. 
but you got to like winter stays on. Like we need, you know, call your own. Right. So it's a different game out there. Well, maybe this is just how I'm wired, but I'm going to take guys that I like their mindset because I feel like I can learn for my future. So I'm probably going to try to take prime Steve Nash, prime LeBron, probably Kobe. There's probably a lot to be learned from Kobe. <laughs> Whether um, you want to or not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a nice big man there that I could probably probably get something from. Maybe like a, a Dirk. Hey. Do a Dirk. What I can learn from Dirk. Did you see his Hall of Fame speech? It's pretty dope. You, I, I saw, I, I see some clips. So I got to get a little bit more look into that. It's only yeah. like, so like nine minutes. I watched it yesterday. He has some pretty good jokes. He's good. Yeah. Dirk's dope. Nice. I like that. Nash, Kobe, LeBron. You're at the four, Dirk at the five. I think so. Yeah. I think you might do all right. <laughs> Who have been some of the most important people in your life? Um, Family for sure. Um, I, regardless of, you know, basketball guidance I've gone. I wouldn't be where I was if I didn't have my family backing me up and mm-hmm. driving me to practices since a young age and taking the time commitment. So my mom and dad, huge grandparents, huge, you know, my grandparents helped because I didn't get a full ride scholarship to um to uh Balboa when I was 15. So they helped, you know, pay a couple grand for me to go there, which huge. Nice. Wow. Um, and then yeah, obviously, like I said, I mentioned a couple of times, Harp's been really big for my career-wise since we it's more basketball podcast. Um, but family all around, you know, brother, sister really helping me push for success. When my ankle was swollen during COVID, my brother was help pushing up the swelling of my ankle. Mm. Huge help for me. Um, yeah, man, I, I've just been so blessed with a lot of people in my life that coaches and stuff like that that. I've never really come across too many bad apples. There's a lot of good apples I've come across in my life. And luckily I've been able to work with them. So all those good people I've been able to work with all of them. I can't even begin to start mentioning all of them, but yeah, you know, coaches, players, nice. a lot of good people. Love it. Um, yeah. Take they literally the saying takes a village, right? So exactly. Um, last question for you, uh, but you got to help us. Who would you like to see on a hoops journey? Who's got a good story out there that you'd like to see, but, you're the link. You're the connect. You're the guy. Who do you think? Gotta get my guy Brevin Galloway. Okay, Brevin Galloway. He'll he'll have some good things to say. He he's one of those guys that has a very positive outlook on life and his journey. Torrey's ACL. Um, you know, going into probably what should have been his best year because um, he just got his starting role at Carlton, not Carlton. Um, Charleston, Charleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah he's great guy you know um got married recently fortunately wasn't able to make it to his wedding um but uh yeah i think brevin would be a great guy for you to have dope awesome it's on you now man oh i'll 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 give you a link i'll give you a hookup okay good now listen it's been a pleasure to chat with you get to know you a bit more like i said many people really wanted to share your story. Now I know why. I mean, you threw the remix in right at the start with San Diego and and took it from there. And I think, you know, lots of good takeaways, some things for people to think and reflect about. Any last thoughts or reflections for you before we let you go and and continued, you know, success. Hopefully that knee recovers well. Good, you. 
And whenever you find yourself back on the court, we'll be watching it. Like I said, man, the offer is open. It may be 6 a.m. before school starts, but I'm, I'm with it. Mikasa, Sukasa, man. So hit hit me up. But uh, any last thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, uh, I'll just uh, say if, if you guys hear anything you want me to elaborate on, and uh, you can always reach out to me at James Karnak on Instagram. Um, That's K A R N I K N I K exactly. Um, I try, I try to get back into people. Like I said, I'm releasing a series, try to help some tips. So if you got some younger viewers or just people that would like some tips, maybe even to share their kids can find me there. I'll try to answer you. Um, and yeah, just be thankful for the day. Be thankful for your parents. Be thankful for, you know, if you're Christian, thankful for God. Um, and yeah, just, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. That's what I got to say. <laughs> like I, I like I like to say on the show, we just uh, church on a Tuesday. I love it. Dope, man. Amazing. All the best. Thank you. A great episode. So many great reflections. I mean, across Canada, you know, this podcast and kind of your situation and what you've been through is super unique in terms of 115 episodes in my brain. I'm trying to think. And some of the stories are very unique and I think uh, people can learn from it. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing those. And like we said, on behalf of the show, you know, best of luck. And uh, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. If you, if you need a gym, we got you. Um, and, uh, and all the best. Thank you. Thank you. You got an amazing episode. Thanks to our sponsors. And we'll see you on the next one.